to Wellbeing Wednesdays. My name is Courtney Weaver. I am your illustrious host. Um, I'm also the director over at WellWBU here at West Virginia University. And with me today is Her Majesty Heidi Muller, who she's uh, the residence hall coordinator over in Dadisman and Stoniker Hall on the downtown campus. So, and Heidi has been a guest before, so we're excited to have her back. So welcome, Heidi. How are you feeling today? Hey, hey, I'm feeling great now that I know that I'm royalty. I mean, queen on top of the hill here. I'll take it. <laughs> right. I mean, we might as well just admit the truth from there. So before we dive into today, to today's topic, which is really about kind of battling cabin fever while in the pandemic, just remind everyone about what you do here at WVU. Sure. So I, like you said, am a residence hall coordinator. So I am the manager of both Dadisman and Stoniker Halls. I basically just oversee the day-to-day functionings of both halls. I'm the supervisor of all the RAs and kind of just there for all the students. Got quite a few over here. So it's a, it's a good, it's a good community over here. And yeah, I mean, I guess the question is, what don't I do? <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm on multiple committees throughout the university and 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 within our department, and and I'm a conduct officer and all that fun stuff. And I think my my main and most important part of my job is making sure that my students are doing okay, including my RAs. That's yeah. basically it. <laughs> and you probably have a lot of wild stories from working in the res hall for quite a bit. So I know my sister was a residence hall director for her graduate program for three years. And she had some interesting stories as well. So I sure do. And I have actually promised myself and my my friends that are outside of residence life that I will be writing a book when I move on from this position (laughs) and to tell these stories because they just need to be shared. Some of them, not all of them, but right. And names will be changed to protect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jane Doe, all that stuff. (laughs) Oh, of course. All right. Well, so let's talk about how we can sort of work to combat cabin fever during COVID. So talk to me a little bit about the concerns that your residents and your RAs are expressing to you right now. Sure. So, I mean, as we all know, right now, we're kind of stuck in the middle of winter. And not only that, we're still stuck in the middle of this massive pandemic that hopefully is slowly getting more under control as we as the vaccinations keep coming out. But it kind of stinks right now because although, you know, we're completely snowed in at this point in time, it's not easy for my students to go and visit their friends, whether that's within our sa- their same building or even a different residence hall on the other on another part of the campus. And so you can kind of see that like our students and my RAs are kind of experiencing like a lot more stress there. I think things feel a lot more heavy right now and probably lonely is, is, is a word that I would associate with them. And some of the conversations I've had, I mean, it's very hard to reach out and to develop the typical communities that we normally have in our residence halls right now, just because of all the COVID policies that we have to have to keep everybody safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. So what are some of the things that you've been recommending to the students? So, of course, I've been, you know, kind of slamming them with refresh and just telling them to get involved with some of the activities through that, because I think that that was a wonderful, I guess, program is the best way to say that, too. Yeah. 
to like come together. I mean, I thought that was a really great and awesome thing that you all did. And so I'm trying to get them to go out and to, to sign up for some of the programs that you guys are, are doing through Refresh. But I know inside of my hall, personally, we're doing more virtual programs. And my, I know my coworkers are doing the same. It is the month of February. So it is Black History Month. And I'm just giving you a, for instance, my coworker, Javier, he is uh, currently running a weekly Black History Month program. I think the pro- it's where they see how they see us it's that tv show on netflix forgive me if that's not the right title but it's very good so well he shows an episode every week and then we have a long discussion with people from dei and around campus and so we're trying to pull students together that way this semester for my my buildings personally we are trying to do more weekly clubs virtually so that they have somewhere to go and they can have plans. And so right now we have a Dungeons and Dragons club going on, which yeah. I'm trying to learn, but I don't quite understand yet. <laughs> it's, it's a why. It's a Yeah. Lot. It's really complicated. My brother-in-law plays, he has a weekly game. I like, I'm, they're explaining it to me, excuse me. And I'm trying to like understand what they're saying. And I, and I'm just kind of like nodding. Yes, yeah. I get it, I guess. <laughs> but, like I'm an yeah. elf in the forest. Okay. <laughs> Oh, all right. I'll be an elf in the forest. That sounds like fun. But yeah, yeah, so that's been something fun and imaginative for them to to kind of get some creative, uh, to have some sort of creative outlet. And then I do have arts and crafts going on where we'll put together baggies and the students can come to the front desks of their designated halls to get and community council, which is something that every, every single residence hall has. I mean, they're putting on programs as well. So we're do, we're really trying to create opportunities to keep our students busy, but in a fun way and also listening to what they need and kind of adjusting our plan from there too. Yeah. We've, we've been finding that with my department, we haven't had a super amount of success with virtual programs. Apparently no one wants to log on and talk to us about safer alcohol use on a Tuesday night at seven o'clock. But we actually, we collaborated with housing last night and we did an event called sex in the dark. We actually had quite a few people show up about 18. So we were really excited about that. And then, yeah, the refresh box (laughs) is still going strong. And so they're still doing some great activities like the dish with lish and like crafting with the crafty lumberjacks. And so to get up to date on all of those activities, you just go to refresh.wvu.edu and I'll make sure to put that in the description as well. But we, we, we like to do those kits where you give them the things to assemble and then they can either do it on screen with, with a bunch of other people or by themselves. Cause also it's important to take a break from the screen too. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing too. So that's good that you guys are as well. And I want to talk to you about that sex in the dark program. Cause that sounds interesting. Yeah. It was, it, was, oh, it was with the towers folks. It was a, it was a good time. It was, it had folks from DEI, from WVU, from the Carew center, from Planned Parenthood, from a lot of different places. So. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Okay. I'm going to have to probably steal that idea. Yeah. And so something that folks might not realize is that every residence hall on campus actually has a liaison within the Carruth Center. And so that the RHCs and RAs like kind of have a direct point of contact. And so yours is actually another friend of the podcast, Claire Barbetti. Uh, yep. We'll be on actually in a couple of weeks to talk more about healthy sexuality. But she told you about something that was specific to the pandemic, right? Yeah, so I actually invited her to a staff meeting of ours, goodness, last week, I think it was, where she talked to my RAs and the Summit RAs about uh, pandemic trauma stress experience, which is, it, to me, what I kind of... Uh, 
kind of associated with was kind of like PTSD in a sense, but more <laughs> pandemic focused. And so she talked to my RAs about, you know, the importance of naming your needs and like telling people what, what you need at this point in time because of how difficult it has been, you know, in isolation or, or, you know, just being apart from your family and friends at this time, because it's not as easy as it used to be to go and visit them. And so she actually gave us, gave the RAs some pretty good tips. Number one was resting. It's very important to make sure that we're getting enough rest. It might seem that we're at home a lot and we are just lounging around, but like just laying around and actually getting some decent rest are two completely different things, I think. Mm -hmm. And then she said, it's important to feel your feelings. So if you are just really upset or, sad or something, let yourself cry, let yourself be angry, let yourself express these emotions that you typically might not in, in, I guess, quote unquote, normal times, because I mean, we are going through a lot. And it's okay for people to cry. I cry all the time. So <laughs> probably crying enough for everybody. But I, it's important to do that sometimes. And right. well, people um, think that crying is some sign of weakness. And it's not it's a healthy emotion. Some people like I tend to cry when I get really angry. <laughs> so, me too. uh, and you know if you feel uh, sometimes there's a great bit from a comedian named Dane Cook who is actually not such a great guy overall but the bit was really good when he talked about how sometimes it all just builds up and you just feel this need to let loose these feelings and you like sometimes wait around all day because maybe you're at work and can't let it out and then you start to let it out like in the car and you just feel like you repeat I did my best and all these sorts (laughs) of things but it's like so relevant now and so if you feel that sort of sense of I have to have a release and you you maybe are, are not comfortable doing it without any sort of outside stimuli like put on a sad movie that you know is going to make you feel something and that'll get you, that'll give you that outlet. It will. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, even before COVID, I taught my RAs that like, or try to teach my RAs that it is okay to cry sometimes, right? Cause they have a very stressful job. Yeah. And I told them, I'm very open about the fact that sometimes like if I'm dealing with a lot of a lot of um, students in need all at once, or you know, just normal stress of our day to day jobs, sometimes I shut my door, <clears throat> excuse me, and I give myself ten minutes. I allow myself to cry it out. Mm-hmm. I suck it up, and then I put my big girl pants back on, and I just go on with my day. And that's what it mm-hmm. is. And you know, uh, sometimes you just have to have that release. And I think it's important for us to, to just keep beating that into people. Like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. You're going through it right now and you're not alone either. So, um. and your stress hormone cortisol is actually released through tears. So keep that. (laughs) So cry it out, cry it out. (laughs) Listen, I will, we can have weekly cry sessions together if we need to. <laughs> just put on beaches in the background. Or oh my god, I can I, I have not seen that movie in years. That you are that is the perfect movie for this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Coming, um, coming soon, co-sponsored by Dennis Minstock <laughs> and Well WVU Beaches Night. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do that. I'm actually gonna do that. 
That's perfect, man. But she also, she had a lot of other really cool things to talk about too. She talked to them about being curious and finding delight. So for me, that just was kind of like maybe looking for a new hobby. I mean, I don't know about you, Courtney, but I have like really gotten into some different hobbies during this pandemic. Mine are more crafty because I really love to paint, but I haven't been... I haven't been motivated to paint for a while, actually, probably since our last uh, podcast. So I've taken up like different things. Like I've tried embroidery. I've tried crocheting, which did not turn out well for me. I have tried cooking, which my friends will laugh because I, I cannot cook try to make them soup and I ended up bringing a frozen pizza over with me just in case and thank god I did because I saved them (laughs) but it's just like it's trying new things and exploring and just maybe doing something outside of your comfort zone while you can because this is I mean we're probably not going to get this time back to do that in the future so right I was Um, very close to purchasing a banjo recently and learning how to play I've always wanted to learn how to play the banjo. And I was like, what a chance to live in West Virginia and learn how to play like bluegrass on a banjo. It's like a perfect time. You but then should. I was like, I feel like that might annoy my neighbors. So I might have to like purchase a home first and then like start. And I would take banjo lessons because I couldn't learn by myself. I That's be- a fair point. That's yeah. a fair point. You'd have to learn dueling banjos or whatever that song is. is that oh, from Deliverance? Yeah. yeah that's like the whole reason I want to learn to play so that I can learn to play that song. Please do. Please do. I actually had to talk myself out of buying a guitar, which is really funny. My mom is a is a huge guitarist. She's, she's a wonder, she writes her own music and she's just a wonderful player and just a, a, a marvelous human being in and of itself. But she has like five different guitars at home. And I, every time I come home, I'm like, oh, I want to learn. But, you know, I had to take a step back and realize that spending like $300 on a guitar is probably not the smart move right now. And I'm actually currently studying for my social work license exam. So that was more prominent when it comes when spending my money than getting a a guitar right so I had to put priorities together for myself (laughs) you know what one day that exam will be done and then you can maybe learn how to play a guitar that's exactly it and I will have some nice pretty letters behind my name that I didn't have before so that's right (laughs) she also said that it's important to seek physical sensation and movement and so like just getting outside and walking is safe you know as long as you're not around a bunch of people right now it's kind of stinky outside because of all the snow but like I don't know I'm I live in my parents live in Michigan so walking in the snow is really nothing for me (laughs) um just put on a good pair of boots and go bundle up but getting outside or even just walking your residence halls is is a good idea so that you can still get some exercise and then loving your your unique powers so just recognizing those talents that you already possess and maybe even learning how to expand them I think is very good and just knowing that you have these powers that are getting you through this pandemic I think is really important to kind of give yourself credit for right like I think sometimes we beat ourselves up because we're having a hard time through it but you're surviving and thriving. And I think that's to be commended too. And then finally her, her, and I think this is the biggest thing is just to make sure that you ask for help and to help others if they need it as well. I would preach that even if it wasn't quarantine or 
COVID time. So, <laughs> well, what's actually really awesome is that the Carew Center is actually doing a group for quarantined students currently that all meets virtually. So, if you are one of those folks who is in quarantine, there are some like support resources that are specifically for you. And they're even doing like special quarantine student activities through the Refresh uh, program as well. Yeah, and they've been really great. So I want to thank you guys for doing that for our quarantine students and my friends over at the Career Center. You guys are always awesome. I appreciate everything that they do as well. Right. It's it's amazing. And so there are resources out there to help students and hopefully some activities that they can you know, become curious about and learn. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the boat with you, Heidi. I'm not a great cook, but I find that during this time I've been cooking more, like I'm going to make homemade pizza tonight and it's going to be, nice. I have a bread machine and I tell you, I love it so much. It's ridiculous. That's awesome. My best friends, Jeremiah and Keisha Kibler, shout out to them. They bought me an air fryer for my birthday this year. So, and I have been using it nonstop. Nice. <laughs> I have an air fryer and I I haven't, I haven't done as much with it as I should have. I mostly made like tater tots and I probably should. Oh girl, you should really like expand that. I have tried like French toast sticks and they're healthy, of course, because you know, diet and diabetes, French toast sticks don't really match with that, (laughs) but like dino nuggets. I don't know. You can do pizza rolls in there if that's your thing and all this other stuff. I've also, I'm a huge, like I hate leftovers, but if you warm them up in your air fryer, it tastes just like it did the night before. So that's, that. a, that's <laughs> a good note. Yeah. And I just, yeah. And it's easier than baking them in the oven too. Just get Absolutely. A little, get a little crispier and, and they get all, all like all sides are crispy, not just the side that's yeah. facing the heat. So yeah. And it cooks it he- in a healthier way too. So yeah. it, um, not fried in oil, which is perfect. <laughs> so follow Heidi and Courtney for more cooking, <laughs> cooking slash like cooking for the non-cooker. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a great spinoff show. We should do that. <laughs> Here we go. Yes, let's do it. All right. Well, thank you, Heidi, so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you. And we'll undoubtedly bring you back to talk about something else awesome yeah <laughs> you're well, thank you for letting me come back on again and, and not banning me from doing another episode i appreciate oh. that oh, <laughs> and to all of our listeners out there thank you all so much we appreciate you as well and keep your heads up and there's a light at the end of this tunnel and we're here in the meantime if you need some help so thanks again and we will catch you all next time on well-being wednesdays